Shut up and sit down. Greetings from the heartland of America, Guthrie, Oklahoma, and Hoboken Coffee Roasters. This is the Bold Leadership Podcast, where we are building bold leaders to solve tomorrow's toughest challenges. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for taking the time. The Bold Leadership Podcast is published every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.exsin.co. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud favorites. You can also follow us on Twitter at The Bold Leaders and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. And now, here are your hosts, former Air Force pilot, commander, and business owner Dave Evans with his partner in crime, former combat controller, wealth advisor, and deal maker extraordinaire Phil Nichols. Let's get into the show. Phil, how you doing? I'm good. You ready to go live? I'm ready. So we're here for our next episode of Bold Leadership, and we're at Hoboken Coffee Roasters having a great time. And today's topic is do vision, mission, and goals really matter? I mean, I've talked to a lot of companies, and I go, where's your vision statement? Where's your mission statement? They go, oh, that's a bunch of garbage, man. I don't buy in. Yeah. And I don't have time for that stuff. It's not important. Well, let me tell you something. I think it's important that we first define what a vision, mission, and goal are and then talk about why they're important because that's the foundation. That's kind of your map as a leader to drive the organization. So, Phil, what do you think and what are your thoughts about vision, mission, and goals and how they relate to the performance of your company? Well, if, you know, Dave, it's like anything. If you take a trip, you know, today with GPS, it helps us a lot. But, you know, we've, you've got to have a map. You've got to have a, a, a path to follow. You've got to have a, a, a way of knowing that you're going from here to here. And if you don't have a, a, a mission, a vision, and goals, it doesn't work. Your mission, obviously, you're going to, in my opinion, is where you really sit down and you, you, you bring it all, you know, you, well, excuse me, back up. Start with your vision. Your vision is kind of that 30,000-foot perspective of this is, this is what I see. This is where... In, the, in a perfect scenario, in a perfect world, in a perfect whatever, this is where I'd like to see us being. Your mission is, in my opinion, the, the strategies and tactics to get there. You know, what are you, what are you going to do? What's, what's your core? What's your drop? What's your absolute sacred cows, if you will? What's your, you know, there's no way I'm going to waver from this. And then you get into the, to the hourly, daily, weekly, monthly goals, which is your execution, where right. you're actually going to, Start use that as your ultimate roadmap, your ultimate GPS to say, okay, this is where I'm going. So it's obviously critical. You've got to have all three to get where you want to be. Well, Phil, I think you nailed it. I think your vision is your future state, yeah. right? Your mission is what you do day in and day out to take care of your team and your customers. Right. And then your goals are the steps along the path to help you execute your mission, mission and eventually reach your vision which is ever changing and always updated well and like you said last week um you talked about the great mike tyson you know saying you know everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth well if you don't have if you don't have if you haven't went through the vision missioning and then have your goals to help you through a tool and that's critical i know we'll talk more about that but it's got to be a working breathing thing your goal sheet it can't just be something you do one time and you put it in a file or and forget about it you know it's something that to be quite frank many times some of your goals will change your shorter term goals because you'll get involved in something you'll realize i need to change my approach to this so if you don't have that in front of you you, there's just no way to help you get there so it really 
all these things are what prepare you for that time when you do get punched in the mouth and you will get punched in the mouth. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Absolutely. So when that does happen, you've got a, a foundation to work off of to make sure that you keep walking things out the way you need to. So let, let's start with this. So I've, I kind of, we drafted our vision and mission and we're yep. still working on it yep. and you're always working on it is the thing. He's waiting on me. No, we're not waiting on you. No, it's moving forward. So, so the draft vision for for Exxon and what we are going to do yeah. to help our friends, our family, and our customers. Yeah. Really, our customers are our friends and our family always because it's all in one with us the way we were raised. So, our vision. Everything we do, we believe in challenging old habits. We define the why and determine the root causes preventing teams from reaching their goals. The way we challenge old habits is by removing communication filters, building bridges, and inspiring a culture of authenticity, leadership, and responsibility across organizations. We just happen to exponentially improve performance. Do you want to partner with us? Yeah. Yeah. I think what's important about that for us, and, and we've talked about this, when you're sitting down trying to help somebody figure all this out, to me, the key part of that is the root cause. What's the root right, cause? Absolutely. What's the root cause of this challenge or this opportunity? I mean, what's you know what what is it? And then once you know that, then you can start building it out. You know, to, to either make corrections or to or to take something that's working very well and make it work even better. So, and that's one thing too. I think a lot of times people look at the at this as oh, this is just to fix things. No, no, it's to, <laughs> it's to make things better. Also, you can you'll be doing a lot of things right and visioning missions and goals are going to help you continue to grow that and do even better. So it's it's critical to the overall success of the organization and the individuals within it. So, I, so I'm going to share this story with you. It's, it's one I've used a few times in my life, but I was I was getting ready to take my first combat command yep. uh, event overseas, and I had a new director of operations. He's a vice wing commander. I was just killing it. Great guy. Smarter than I'll ever be. Um, but he walked into my office one day, and he goes, Sir, I have a question for you. I'm like, what's that? He goes, he goes, where do you set our vision and mission? What are, where, where's the bar for this team? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I worked for a guy whose bar was down here. He said the minimum was good enough. And I'm yeah. like, look, partner, let me explain something to you. If you're operating in an environment where the minimum is good enough, somebody's going to die. Absolutely. So you need to set your vision out here. I mean, it's got to be a stretch vision, a hugely, yeah. Yeah. amazingly important. Yeah. And that way you have something to strive toward. You don't want to reach your vision in two weeks, right? Well, yeah, because then it's not really a vision. <laughs> I mean, if you could reach it in two weeks, you, you, you miss something, right? I yeah, mean, no, absolutely. I mean, but, but now that's not to say that you won't hit short-term, mid-range. I mean, you, you know, you're going to hit milestones. You're going to hit, you know, different measurements that, that are along the journey of getting to where you ultimately want to be. But... Um, and and you, you really hit on something key. I was outside where we were getting everything set for this morning to shoot. And, of course, you got to meet my, my son Jake and his yep. wife Hannah. And, and, and they just got into town from Italy. Jake's currently serving in the Air Force. And um, while you were setting up, I went back out and was speaking with him. And Jake starts talking about his current commander. And he says, what I love about him is he's, he, it's, when, he first became, when, we, when he first came in, fairly new commander to, the, to, uh, to their base, he said, uh, he sat down and we all spent time creating our vision. Um, we aligned it with our mission, you know. And then we we have daily goals, weekly goals to make things, make sure things are executed. Now, that's no surprise to us. No. That's the world we grew up in. But but at the end of the day, the thing that Jake said that I love the most, he goes, "What I love about my commander is he tells us all the time. He goes, listen, you need something, you come get me. You guys make my life easy." And I think that's a, you know that that's a key component for today's leaders in the business world or really regardless of where you're spending your time, 
is empowering your people to go out and do things with excellence. And the only way you can do that is if you have a vision, a mission, and then goals. It's the only way. Well, and I think the big thing we need to think about is what he's done for your son and for the rest of the team, which every leader needs to do in any organization is inspire shared vision. Inspire shared vision, empower them. Empower them, absolutely. We've talked a lot about culture and creating a culture where you can where you feel empowered to go out and, to be quite frank, make mistakes along the way because you're going to. I mean, we're human beings. You know, my dad used to say his job as my parent was to try to hopefully help me not screw up so bad that I couldn't recover. Yep, <laughs> you know, absolutely, there's, yep. And there's some truth to that, you know. But So I think just having, but being in a culture, being in an environment to where somebody cares enough to help you um, work collectively to have a, that great vision, that mission, and then help you understand how to execute on goals on a daily basis, a weekly basis. That's a gift that, that will be with my son and all the airmen that report to this commander for the rest of their lives. That's something I'll never forget. So we talk about, last week we talked about how important it is to uh, empower your team, how important it is to do the right things, and how people don't realize how military leadership transitions to yeah. Regular world business civilians, and there is a perfect example. The perfect example is we we might have some different, you know, vernacular along the way, and and all of our guys wear uniforms, you know, so you know who the good guys are and the bad guys are. But but at the end of the day, you know, people are people, organizations are organizations. Just some are dealing with life and death situations. Some are dealing with uh, the biggest thing they have is their profit this quarter. Right. Not, Not that that's not important. Uh, it's just not life and death, right? In most times, so so I well, think it, dep- it, it, it depends. It, it does. I mean, it, it, depends, does. it really but, does. But it, but there's, you know, there, just having the, it really is a gift. Having that gift given to you, to where you will carry something like that through the rest of your life, is invaluable. I mean, it's just it'll carry over to every aspect of every one of those young men and women's lives as they go on out to, to the world. So let's let's break down our mission. I think we talked a little about this. I'm not going to read the whole one. Yeah. Our mission for us, and, and it's really simple, is to make leaders better, yep. both personally and professionally. Yep. How do and le- leaders aren't the boss necessarily. There's no. leaders at every level. So you have tactical leaders, you have operational leaders, and you have strategic leaders. And the CEO, the president of the company, is certainly the strategic leader. Right. You know, his mid-level managers serve as his operational leaders, yep. and then the guys that the guys and gals that Turn the wrenches, sell the product, answer the phones. Those are your tactical folks. And there's leaders in that organization you probably don't even know exist if you aren't getting up and walking around. Is that fair? Well, yeah. If you're not walking and talking is what I've always called it, you know, about spending time with your your folks and doing the things that that are going to keep you informed, then you're really hurting yourself and ultimately, obviously, the organization. So... I think having the ability to go out and talk to those folks that are executing on the tactics side, you know, your folks turning the wrench, selling the product, working in, answering the phones, as you say, you know, to understand really, it's, it becomes real easy to stand up in front of a meeting, let's say to salespeople and say, I just don't get why you can't make X amount of calls a week. Well, when's the last time you worked a week as a salesperson? Right. No, right? absolutely. I mean, because I guarantee you, if you sold 20 years ago and you think it's still the same thing. You're missing the boat. Back in 1960, folks, one of the things we've learned, and we stay young through our children and yeah. through the people we work with, is that we're a lot different yeah. than our kids, and they're a lot smarter than we ever oh, were. Man. Right? So that applies to your workforce, too. The 23-year-old, 24-year-old coming out of 
high school or college, even the 19-year-old coming yeah. out of high school. These kids are wicked smart. These young young adults, I mean, they're killing it. And they have great input for your company. So we're rambling a little bit. So let's get to the next topic. So we know what a vision is. Yep. We've talked about your mission is kind of what you do day in and day out. Right. Now we're going to talk about smart goals. And we're going to, I want to, I want you to help me align these, help, help, help the team align these with the 12-week year. Okay. Because I think it's a lot of times we build goals and we never follow them. We don't write them down. We don't do what we need to do. But with the 12-week year that we teach and help people learn how to manage things, we can set those goals up to ensure success. Right, right. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll obviously over the months ahead, we'll get more in, into the deep dive of the 12-week year and, uh, and why we, we believe in it so much. But, you know, smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, and relevant, you know, it's, it's um, everything about that comes down to, to if you want to just put it in different terms, is, you know, you, you, you've got to, you can't be a broad brusher when you're talking about your goals. For example, you can't sit there and say, well, I want to lead the company in sales and then think you're done. You know, no, what are you going to do? What, what tactics and strategies are you going to get into on a daily, weekly basis to ensure that you're meeting your quarterly or your period goals? Right. Um, and, and also, what we love about it, and specifically the 12-week year, as it pertains to goals, is that... You know, if you're into a, a process and then say the, the fourth period and you realize that, you know, wait, what I'm doing right now is not going to get me there. Well, it, it's a it's a process that allows you to really turn on a dime and change things. So you can change those tactics, change those strategies, because at the end of the day, you just want to get, you know, you want to obtain that goal. So, so having the ability to do those things is imperative. Well, I, th- I think you hit a point there in specific. And when we talk about a specific goal, it's more than I want to be the sales leader in the company. Right. It's I want to make 80 sales a quarter. Right. Make, and I want to make X number of sales every four weeks, well, right? It's, it's also thinking about who's involved to help you get there because nobody's going to get there on their own. Oh, no way. You know, or why. What's, what's the specific reason to the purpose of the benefit of accomplishing that goal? I mean, why do you want to do this? It can't just be, you know... You and I have talked about this before. When you're younger, you, you'll pick some number. And our generation, who always professed that we wanted to be these great family people. And these, right. But then all, what do we do? We spend all of our time working. Yep. And so one of the things that I love about the millennial generation is that they, they, they're still very passionate about their careers, but not at the detriment of their personal life or at the detriment of their families. And so I think that we talk about them being smarter than us. You know, they really spend the time to understand what's the specific reason that I want to do this. I mean, it's not just some foofy thing because somebody told them they should want to do that. Right. You know, they really think think it through and really understand the why and the how and the who is going to help them get there. So, you know, you got to you got to really spend time. You know, you also got to look at what's going to be restraints to you hitting those goals, challenges to hitting those goals, where are opportunities to help you get there. So you got to measure all these things. So it's a lot more involved than just writing a few things down and saying that that looks good. Well, and I think I think when you talk about the generational difference is right. that, you know, they are balancing family and work more so than I ever did. I know that for a Absolutely. fact. Absolutely. I mean, my wife, I left with my son was six weeks old for six months to Afghanistan, right? Yeah. So, you know, and was never home and, yeah. and I paid for it when I got back. But they're balancing, they're setting goals both personally and professionally, which is making them happier in the workplace. And they honestly, in a lot of cases, are performing better sure they because are. they're happy in both places. They right. don't have that drag at the house, that's right. that anchor that they, they built and <laughs> set in place that's really holding them back. When you, when you and I sat down and started talking about creating this organization we now know as Exxon, 
you know, what we really talk about, we talked about work and family life balance, right? Yep. And having the ability to, to have excellence in all areas of your life. And and I know this isn't supposed to be about millennials. We just both are very passionate about that generation. About the younger generation, because yeah. they get a, they get a lot of heat. They get a lot of heat, and I'll tell you what. And it's our fault, right? It's how we raised them. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So we, we shouldn't be mad about that. If we want to be mad at somebody, be mad at yourself. Look in the but mirror first. Look in the mirror first. Yeah, absolutely. But, but bottom line is, I think they're just they're extremely intelligent, extremely creative, and they understand what's important. And so it's, it's, it's fun to be around those kind of people. So let's get back on track. Yeah. Or get us yeah. back on track. Let's... Uh, Let's talk about, we talked about specifics, so, so specific with numbers, times, and places. Yeah. Next thing we're talking about is measurable. Right. If you don't track it, it's not important. That's one thing I've learned about anything I tell teams to go do or I ask them to go do. If we don't track it and hold them accountable, it's not important. It's not important. It's not going to get done. Right. And I, and I think and that's why you'll see people that'll, that'll say, well, how much of this do I need to do? How many do I need? You know, the... the, the how and when will I accomplish this? You know, setting those internal deadlines, those internal checkpoints, if you will, to make sure you're on track is so critical. And again, that's why the 12-week year is so so valuable because it builds in those weekly grade cards, those weekly measurements of where are you? Okay, you yeah. spent you just invested five weeks of this period, or excuse me, five days of this period. Um, where are you? And remember, a week's a what? Under the 12 week year, a week's a quarter. So, I mean, you don't have time to be messing around. You got to get on it. You know, you got to get on it. So, um, it's just a real, um, excuse me, a week's a month. I apologize. But, but you've got to really stay focused on the, uh, of what's most important. And as you said, it's got to be measurable. You got to have it in front of you. And you don't, you can't, you know, so many times you hear people say, like a pre-call planner. We've talked about pre-call yep. planners a little bit. So where's your pre-call planner? No, go ahead. Well, I don't need that. I mean, I've been calling these guys for 15 years. Well, if you've been calling them for 15 years, you haven't written them yet, maybe you got to try something different, first of all. And it's not working. Right. It's, what you're doing is not working because you're still just calling on them. They're not a client yet, right? But, but why is that so valuable? Because it's written down. I mean, writing stuff down, it's a lot like if you decide you want to lose weight, right? It's one thing to say you tell yourself, well, I don't lose weight. But then if you go tell four, five, six people that are the closest to you, hey, I'm going to do this. This is why I'm doing it. This is what's important to me. Give them specific goals. Accountability. Accountability. Yeah. You know, that's what writing down really does is it yeah. allows you to create an environment of accountability. It's not, it's not from a, you know, a browbeating perspective. You know, you're not sitting there creating accountability so you can get in trouble. You're creating accountability so you can succeed. But that's also, again, why the culture and everything is so important. And we see that in everything we do in life. Accountability yeah. is important. So the next one on there is the A. It's attainable. Yeah. Set attainable goals. So what? how do you do that, and what does that mean to you? Well, first thing is the goal has got to be realistic. For it to be attainable, it better be realistic. So, you, you know, I could you could sit down and go, I'm going to make uh, $5 million this year. Now, maybe that's possible if last year you made 3 and a half or 4 but if you made 125 last year, it's probably not obtainable to go from, unless you have some new product that, you're, that you own and it's an emerging market. I mean, there's going to be real significant events occur to, to have that kind of improvement. Um, but it's got to be attainable and, and realistic. And, and common sense is real important when you're talking about attainability of a goal. You know, you also got to look at your team members. You got to look at other other pro- projects that you have going on in your personal and your professional life, and what kind of time commitment are you going to be able to give to this? And 
you, know, you got to measure all those things to figure out if it's attainable. But it's got to be reasonable, um, realistic uh, to be attainable. And I think attainable goals is something we get a little ahead of ourselves. Remember, the vision is that far-reaching thing that you've right. got to just really reach hard to get to. Your goals need to be attainable. Yeah. yeah. Hard, but attainable. I mean, you right. don't you don't want to be a guy bench pressing 50 pounds and going, I'm going to bench 55 pounds next week. Okay, well, that's a little bit easier than you <laughs> might imagine. So right. anyway, the next one is, uh, is relevant. relevant. Yeah. So relevant goals. What is a relevant goal? Well, it needs to be worthwhile, right? Right. That's the first thing. But it also has got to fit into your vision mm-hmm. and into the mission of what you're doing. You know, it's, it's going to be relevant to your situation. It's going to be relevant to the organization's culture. It's going to be relevant to the growth goals of an organization. It's also got to be relevant and tie into your personal belief system. Because if you don't do those things, it's never going to happen. So this is one of the most important, I think, of the steps is if, if it's not something that's that really speaks to you on a personal level, you won't do it. And the other thing about relevant, this is important, is that a lot of, a lot of bosses, and if you're a boss out there at any level, a leader at any level, you need to understand that your team yeah. needs to understand their relevance to the organization. Right. So when you define those goals and you sit down with them and you all write them down on paper, show them where their input impacts the overall mission and vision of the company. When because did, when they see that, that's a huge boost of confidence for the team. It's a, it's a light bulb moment, right? Absolutely, because, yeah. And I think, I think one of the things that's really cool, too, though, is you'll see a great improvement. If you are doing these things, and again, your goal is to, is to really have excellence in everything you do, if that's the case here. A lot of times in organizations, sales teams sometimes are combative with operations, you know, and there's this... <laughs> Kind of this, this, this internal. Right. Now you're getting into a new topic, the silos. Right, know? right. So. But, but just, but it, but it's important because it helps tear those down. Right. When right. you're doing these things, and so, it's a, it's just a really, um, well, it, it's critical as we said. I mean, it's anytime you can have the opportunity to, being relevant. All this is important, but being relevant allows you to, to, walk what you talk. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, it allows you to be able to work towards his goal in a way that when you're done is, is you can say does this seem to be worthwhile is this something that 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 warrants that the time we're investing in it and is it getting us to the ultimate end result so being relevant is obviously critical so our final one yep. final for our goals and we'll finish this up is time bound yeah so what does time bound mean and how do how do we apply that or how do companies apply that well obviously it's time bound is exactly what it's what it implies you know you're you have different measurements, you know, and, and the, you know, again, using the 12-week year, it's when are you going to hit these milestones, when are you going to execute these strategies, these tactics, and you're putting a deadline, if you will, but you're, you're, you're setting a, a time to where these are going to be achieved or executed or implemented. And, and you got to remember, there's, there's different, there's different, time-bound can mean different things. You can be time-bound to when you're going to execute a strategy. That doesn't mean you're going to accomplish the goal right then. But if you're not measuring when you're going to do the different things, well, you're guessing. You know, and so you've got to really, yeah, there's the time-bound where I want to accomplish this goal. Probably more importantly is the time-bound of when am I going to execute on these strategies and tactics to get me to my goal. That's what really 
allows you to have success. You bring up a good point. It reminds me of another story I'll share. So when you're going through flight school, you have low levels, right? And we have a stopwatch. You have a stopwatch and a chart in front of you, right? And your time bound is hitting certain points at a certain time. And if you don't hit that point at that time, you have to make an adjustment. And I think the relevance for companies with time bound is it allows you to make real-time adjustments to your plan to make sure you reach your goals at a specified moment in place. And that's where the 12-week year really helps because we're breaking things down. So you're not in a mad rush in December to play catch-up. You know where you are. You know what you haven't done or have done. And you have a path to make adjustments and get there during the game. I mean, at the end of the day, the, what the 12-week what the year really does, and by, by breaking everything down into periods, what we used to call quarters, but now periods, is it allows you to, as we've said, turn on a dime, to make adjustments as you need to along the way, but to also measure and reevaluate, have successes along the way, you know, and it gives you more peace in your personal life. I mean, when you're, when you have a, there's just something about having a plan <laughs> that you're really executing on that changes everything. It changes the quality of your life. I'll give you a, a personal story, and Dave's very aware of this because it impacts him too. Over the last four weeks, I've just been on a psychotic schedule. <clears throat> and so I have not been hitting many of my goals or my timelines as it pertains to uh, execution strategy tactics because you can take on too much. Yep. And and I don't care what we've been doing this for almost 30 years and it still happens. So that's so I sat down yesterday because I got frustrated with myself and said, okay, let me go back and look at this. And I started looking well it's real simple. It doesn't take long to find out where you're falling short. You know, I'm not doing a good job of measuring where I'm at. I'm not doing a good job of of documenting um, my timelines and saying, okay, because I'd flippantly say, yeah, we can do that by Friday. Did I write that down? Obviously, I didn't, or it would have probably been done, right? So so it doesn't matter how long you've been doing this. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company or the owner of a three-person operation. These are all relevant to everybody. Well, they got, I use a sports adage. You know, it's just like the great athlete. Yeah. He goes, you know, I'm good enough not to get in the batting cage today, right? <laughs> right. I don't need that cage. And they got the game and they just take it, right? Take it. We all know what to do. The challenge is doing it. And it's not It's not easy at all. It's something you have to be committed to and you right. have to be focused on. And you, and you need an accountability partner, partner, frankly, that calls you out when you're not doing what you said you would do, right? It, um, yeah. And then it's critical on how you do that. You know, one of the things, and again, I'll use us as, a, as an example, you Dave is really good at, and you, as you would expect him to be, you know, he'll send me a little message, say, hey, where are we at on this? And he phrases it in such a way where if I was to put it in my terms, like, hey, knucklehead, get this done. But but he doesn't do that, you know, and he does it in a way that allows, to, helps remind me to get back on track. Um, but you got to do these things in a loving, professional way. Because anybody that's, that you're investing your time in, if, if you're investing time in somebody, I'd like to assume that you realize they're worth it. Right. And so, you know, you don't want to have a, there's my beautiful bride, isn't she pretty? <laughs> she anyway, but there's, a, but there's, a, you want to do it in such, she's always distracted me. From 29 uh, years, she always what, distracts it's what, me. It's, it's what beautiful what lives does. do. But anyway, um, having a, you got to do it in a way that's going to invoke a sense of, man, I, I really want to get this done. Yeah, for myself, but I've got other people counting on me too. And so that's a good thing. And so servant you, leadership, right? Because you, you're serving your team. And when you, when you put your team, you know, we're going to digress from our topic day, but right. it applies to goals and mission and vision. Sure. You've got to serve. You've got to be yeah, out there absolutely. helping your team. It's, you know, I heard a player the other night go, i got to get mine Ugh. on the field. We and talked I, about that. We did. Yeah. And, and I, 
Uh. <laughs> we'll, we're going to get into this next week, I think. This is going to be our topic next week because there was a lot that happened this weekend that, yeah. that I could talk about okay. getting mine. Uh, from a college perspective all the way down to high school and peewee football for that matter but the reality of it is is when you're a servant leader and you work as a team and you don't make it personal you keep it hey how can I help you brother what's putting you behind on sister you know we're going to help it it makes people want to work harder for you you do it's it's a natural byproduct of of, of, again that servant leadership and it's uh, you know last person I want to let down is Dave you know, last person I want to let down is my bride. Last person I want to let down is is that one first week employee that is scared, confused, overwhelmed, all these Has things. Has no idea what they're doing. Has no idea what they're yeah. doing. So how are you going to approach things where you can help them, again, find excellence in what they're doing? All right, so we digress enough for today. <laughs> I think that does it for this episode right, of Bold Leadership. For with that, we are out of here. Thanks for listening to the show. Our show notes can be found at www.exit.co. If you liked it as much as we think you did, be sure to go to iTunes and leave us a review.